Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics Podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Colleen. My name is Bridget. And we are welcoming today Mila Grigg. And Mila Grigg is the founder and CEO of Moda Image and Branding Consulting. She's also the author of Forged by Fire. And she, as Bridget will tell, a personal friend of theirs and helped her husband get his job. So why are we having a personal branding and image consultant coming on the show? Well, you know, at this stage of life, it's not just women who are changing careers. We may not know what our story is, and we may not know how to project that into the world. And with so much transition happening, not necessarily just our careers, but in personal life, Mila is a great voice for what to look for in your story. And as she says, you are never stuck. You're always walking through. And she has personal experience with walking through some really tough challenges in life. And she's so inspirational that we thought, you know what, she needs to not only tell her story on the podcast, but she also needs to be a panelist on our October 8th event. Mila is going to be talking on the Boss Ladies panel. They are amazing. The three women we have on this panel are Mila Grigg, Pat Shea, Lisa Crary. They're business owners, but they're also inspirational speakers. And they're going to talk about finding the core story in your life and that it's not over when you're 50 plus. And there's so much to be inspired by and so much to look forward to. Like I said, Bridget's going to share her story during the episode, but you have a close connection with Mila. Right. I mean, really, it was amazing. She was recommended by the company where my husband worked and he was up for the big job. He was interim and you're going to hear that in the story. But really her whole thing, I can just remember things that she said that stuck with me and stuck with John. And I I just remember her going through our closet and there were some really old pair of jeans. And she said, don't ever wear these unless you're cutting the grass. (laughs) Like don't wear these to the grocery store. And she did, you know, your image is so important. And she said, you know, with this job that you're trying to get, that they're going to, you might run into somebody that sees you and you are projecting that image, you're representing that place. So that was really something that stuck with us. And and it is a little bit more about just taking pride in yourself uh, and, and knowing your worth. And that's something everybody has worth. I love that in her message too, that everybody has their special story. She's going to be a fantastic panelist and we want everybody to join her and all of our fantastic panelist on October 8th at the Graduate Hotel in Nashville for Conversations with Prime Women. So make sure if you have not gotten those tickets yet, be sure you get them and you can go to Eventbrite or you can go to conversationswithprimewomen.com to get the tickets. And, you know, one of the things that I have noticed since I've been getting the stuff coming for the goodie bags is that these gift bags, guys, are so worth the price of admission. Like I can't even get to tell you, I have boxes and boxes. They're taking over one of my living rooms and each person who attends the event will get their own goodie bag. So I'm going to be posting some pictures later in the month of the overwhelming stuff that's going into these bags, but we don't want to forget our sponsors. We want to thank Every one of them from Laura Geller to Sunita Skincare to ExoJackie to Womaness to Better Not Younger Hair Care, Trafalgar Tours. It has just 
been such an incredible joy to work with these sponsors. We want to thank them. And let's talk integrity and our brands and finding our own story with Mila Grigg. We'll talk to you after. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, everybody. I am really thrilled today to have Mila Grigg on. She is the CEO of Moda, which is one of the most recognized branding groups in the U.S. And she also is the author of a book, Forged by Fire, How to Develop an Unstoppable Personal Brand. So welcome, Mila. Thank you for having me. So I'll have to tell everyone that I met Mila because she helped my husband. My husband was up for the CFO and I always told him, he wouldn't listen to me, but I always told him, you wear your clothes too big. So he was up for this role. He was the interim and they suggested Mila come to our house, went to our closet. The one outfit I had picked out for John, he wouldn't wear because he said it was too tight. And she said, you wear that tomorrow. <laughs> and we made, we, we went to Nordstrom and he got a whole new wardrobe and he got the job. And he is now after eight years, he's retiring happily in a great place. And we just want to, the Garrett family just really wants to thank you <laughs> personally for that. <laughs> You're, you really talk about branding and the importance of, of, putting your best brand forward. Can you talk about how this came about with the branding with you? Yeah, you know, I had, I worked in NASCAR for a little while and they were talking about brand before anybody else really was talking about it. I mean, I know that Daniel Goleman had written Emotional Intelligence and that had already come out. He's sort of, you know, he and Peter Drucker were the, the sort of, you know, fathers of branding. Uh, but I learned a lot in NASCAR and realized that image... Um, actions, emotional intelligence had a lot to do with why these drivers were getting uh, millions and millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars. And more so than even their ability to drive, people were bonding. They Companies wanted people to represent them in a way where their personal brand lifted the corporate brand and brought the right attention. You know, we all bring attention, but is it right? Brought the right attention to the brand and then obviously added a great amount of value to the company and the communities and all that good stuff. So learned it there. And then as you well know, image became a huge part of that and have been in the closet of thousands of executives and really realize after a while, uh, I think we all have a natural gifting. We're all given the gift that nobody else has. So I realized after a while uh, that it was just more than image. You know, it started to turn into, well, it's more than just image. It's how you carry yourself. And oh, that sentence probably didn't get you very far. Hey, can you room as emotional intelligence, a part of something that you're working on. It's a muscle you can grow. Are you growing it? So it became more than just image and the idea that every single human being has immense value more than what they do for a living. Sometimes that can be a little bit fluffy, especially if you're a high D on a disc or an A, you know, personality, but everybody has such immense value. And really it became, how do you share that value in a way with the right at the right time with the right person, the right story uh, to build your presence and to ensure that everybody knows what you have to offer so that you don't miss opportunity. And that really grew over the past 20 years and has become, you know, my why and why I get up in the morning. A lot of what you talk about is integrity. And I think mm -hmm. the women listening to this podcast and men, you're welcome to listen as well, but the people who are listening to this podcast all have lived a story. They have personal stories that are incorporated into their experiences, which are incorporated into a brand or a business. 
And how can we use, and, I, and you're very candid about your own personal stories, but how can women use those mm-hmm. personal stories to showcase or present to the world that level of integrity that people can trust? Yeah, it's such a good question. I think most companies and humans like to say that they have integrity and most you know companies have cracks in integrity and same, same as us, we all make mistakes. The idea with integrity is really rough because if you have a brand, you take a brand hit, whether it's something you've done purposefully or you were just involved in something by accident, it's really hard to get that idea that people look at you and say, Ooh, that's a person of integrity. The idea that you have a brand filter and brand values that you live by every day versus just saying you do. It's the same idea with a company like Southwest saying the, this is who we are. And then they have a massive issue over Christmas with the holidays. We'll never forget it. And then how they're consistently now growing back are getting back to the foundation and working back toward a brand that they say that they are. It's the same with a human. It's that consistent every day, the little things that you do with intentionality to work through that filter of integrity so that people can go, even when people aren't looking or they think people aren't watching, this person is doing the right thing. They're not gossiping. They're saying the right thing. They're working late like they should be today. Um, They're not missing deadlines. They are there to speak up for the little guy, you know, whatever those pieces are, integrity is one of those things that has developed over years. I think Buffett is the one who said it takes 20 years to build it, five seconds to kill it. Um, you know, and I, and I believe that I've seen it time and time again, personally, and time and time again in business now being in, um, you know, dozens and dozens of companies, corporations, even small businesses. So it's, it's a tough thing to get and it takes years to build, but it's really that consistency, which is why brand values are so important. When we start with a client, we always talk about what are your core values and nobody wants to do it. Everyone's like, that's such a boring thing. I don't want to do the values, but the values are so important because, you know, there are days, you know, even going through my own trial and overwork, you know, through work, I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to work. I feel like I'm tired today or, you know, I, I hate my husband today or, oh my gosh, I've got this to do. You know, whatever it is, we have personal lives, but having those values in front of you um, help you to go, this is why I do what I do. And this is who I am on my best day. And I want to rise to who I am on my best day. And even when I'm offered a moment that seems easier, but it lacks integrity and it can make a brand hit, my values step in in front of me and go, stop take a breath. This is not who you are on your best day. Integrity is hard. I have seen so many people lose it. I've seen people fall grace, fall from high positions. And those are the moments that are really hard, but you can get it back. It just takes a long time. Hopefully that helped. Long Uh, answer. No, I think that was great. And I think it reflects like authenticity too, that um, about who you are. I feel like what you reveal in your book makes you so authentic. It makes uh, us realize, you know what? Everybody has mistakes. And I just feel like when people do share what's happening to them, it makes other people who have gone through something similar feel less alone and feel like they're worthy, that they are still worthy to have a good life, to build this brand or anything about them, that they don't need to shrivel up and slink away just because an event happened. So I think that that's really yeah. important. I think that's why you're trusted so much too, because you're very authentic and mm-hmm. what you Can do. you talk about I, your experience you. a little bit since we've just mentioned you being authentic? Um, in 2009, my husband essentially 
was found out, Ponzi scheme, wire and mail fraud, which by any other word is a Ponzi scheme. And he gets sentenced by a federal judge to 10 years in prison. I am pregnant at the time with my first and talk about a wild time. And he absolutely did something wrong, owned it from day one, doesn't make it okay. But good thing, lots of people don't own it. He did. Uh, we filed an appeal, um, or he filed an appeal. Obviously, I'm there filing it with him. Uh, not to say he didn't do anything wrong, but to say the judge really didn't hear uh, the whole story. And not that the why makes it any less right. Like I always, that's such a fine line for me because I was the one who said, you're going to prison. You deserve to go to prison. Hope you enjoy it. Right. I mean, I was, I mean, you can imagine where I was at mentally. It was just, you know, you're so angry. There's like, you need a new word for it. Five years later, he's released the same judge who sentenced him, who's an amazing woman, um, heard the story and all the pieces and said, okay, basically time served. So he ended up getting out essentially half that time. And has since then, um, worked his tail off uh, to build back his brand and to pay people back. So that's, you know, that's his story. And that's, it's, you know, he fell from grace, hit the ground hard, you know, when you land in the, in a prison cell in a federal prison alone, that's a good hard fall. And like my mother-in-law, his mom would always tell me, honey, let him hurt. And so I think that was the best thing. You know, I wanted him to feel the pain of it. He definitely did. And I think that pain often causes the change that is necessary to be a better person. So going through that, I'm building my business and my career, building my brand. And, you know, the business community in particular, obviously being headquartered in Nashville, I wasn't sure where that was going to go. I was still quite young. Um, and I didn't have all of the amazing connections and friendships I do today, but they rallied most rallied um, in a way that I never expected and women particularly just who had no uh, business rallying, you know, they were already where they needed to be um, around me. And it just, it just grew from there. So really the first part of the book being forged by fire, I felt like I was on fire. There are days I still feel like I'm smoking a little bit, even though it's been a long time. Um, I wanted to encourage people that no matter what they've been through, if you fall, if you own it, if you hurt, I feel like you have to feel pain. And then if you change and then keep going in the right direction, there's hope for you. Life does not stop. And especially if you're trying to make amends. So that was the big part of it. I wanted people to know I knew what I was talking about from experience. And then how do you build a brand? How do you do that it's through that fire? So hopefully that helps a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I always feel like when you just hear anything on the news about somebody that made a mistake, when they own it, and quit crying, or crying, not crying, trying to mm -hmm. hide from it, I, that builds my trust, starts to build back immediately. That is just for me personally, yeah. and I feel like a lot of people feel that way. The more you try to run away from it, the worse it is, you know, because yes. I think you're eventually going to, going to be found out. So to mm -hmm. own it right then, just like you said with Southwest, trying to make, you know, amends for that. Yeah. That, that That is really something important. And we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. And we're back. And then you also yeah. talk about just the different steps. Your book is divided into the spark, the fuel, the fire, the light, or the heat, the light. Can you just, yeah. you don't have to tell the whole book, but share a little bit about why you chose those and how that relates to branding. 
Yeah, you know, that was fun. I wrote uh, one of the ladies who actually helped write it. You know, people think God publishers have people who help you put your insanity together and make it more fluid and, you know, cohesive all at the same time. It's a wild process. But that really helped with each chapter to see what what the foundation you had to have for that piece. And I really divided the book. There are so many amazing books that I actually tell you to go read in the book. People buy leadership books. And if you like Maxwell, my God, go read it. And then you've got, you know, the why, my why and go read Simon Sinek. So it's really each chapter is a foundational piece of brand. And most people will go get one book and they're going, oh, this is what I need help with. But you don't, they don't often realize, and I've realized this over the past 10 years, even more so with COVID, all of those pieces matter. You might be an amazing communicator, like you can speak well, but you don't have EI. So you're speaking well, but it is relating to nobody. Or you might have a great image, but shoot, you you know, there are other things that you're not doing well. You're not a leader and you, you don't... Um, you don't get buy-in and you're not caring about people's why. So I divided it in a way that each one of these pieces, you may not be the best at, but you need to be aware of. Uh, one of these things can make your brand kind of stop. Um, it's like that Tide commercial where the stain is on the shirt and it's constantly talking and you can't hear what someone's saying. It's the same thing with leadership. You know, all of those pieces help your brand value and your brand equity to rise. And that was the division. And then each chapter has, you know, the spark, the light, the heat. So it gives you those steps to help. And then if you go, gosh, I really do have a good image, but maybe I need a little more help with leadership and I need to have more influence. So how do I get that? Well, how do I get buy-in with all of my team? That means you have to get to know them. So then I'm going, Hey, go read, go read Maxwell's five levels of leadership. If that's where you're, you know, you're faltering a little bit. It was really, before you go and buy another book, it's good to know where you're, you're, you're hurting and then go buy it versus just, you know, going, Hey, that looks like a great book to read for business. So that, that was my entire goal. A brand is more than just one thing. I think also women in our demographic sometimes feel like their time has already passed, that it's too late to start something. It's too late to get start a new brand. And they don't, I don't think they realize the value of their life story. They don't realize, you know, something that struck me was when you were talking about that you're never stuck, you're always walking through something. And I think women in our demographic can get, well, anybody can get stuck, but especially women who feel like, all right, I'm in my 50s now it's too late. What would you say to those women? You're wrong. <laughs> you have a purpose that's greater than probably what you're seeing. Um, if you're still here and you're still breathing and you have life in you, there's more that you have to do. And your experience, in fact, with today's generations, if you've lived life a little bit, right, you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s and on, you have so much to offer. Your legacy is so much more than you probably think. I have worked, I worked with a woman, I'll never forget her, CEO of a wonderful company. Um, and at the end of her time, I was with her through that process of retirement and there's excitement and pain and fear, all the things. And she said, I feel like I haven't done all the things I wanted to do. And then I had everyone come in and talk about all the things that she had taught them over the years and how it's changed their lives personally, professionally, the wisdom that she has and how everybody still wanted her ear. Even when she was gone, you have a, you have a purpose. Sometimes that word in business isn't used the right way, or it's not used at all. Um, the information, the experiences, your stories are more important at that age than they've ever been because people want that wisdom based upon experience, not on opinion. So at, at that, you know, once we get, once we're there, we need to start speaking more wisdom, which is why I'm always like, build your brand 
program so that you have equity so that when people need what you know, they know where to go. Uh, most of us just miss that. And, it, it, you know, it, we we don't even have a link. You know, we weren't told when we were younger, hey, at this age, you're going to need a LinkedIn. Like even getting online and having a LinkedIn and having a podcast and having those things where people go, I know where to go for the information that I need. I'm not going to ask someone who hasn't lived it. Um, it's more important now than ever. The generations need our wisdom at our ages now more than they've ever needed it. And it's time to start sharing that narrative more than you thought you probably needed to. We just have a hard time because we don't think anybody cares, but everybody will. Right. You know, I don't want to sell myself. So I constantly, I don't want to sell myself. I don't want to act like I'm a know-it-all. And will anybody really care? And I'm going, people are yearning for real wisdom because the world is full of fake AI, fake this, fake that. It's, you know, did ChatGPT write it? Most likely, you know, people want humans who have lived it versus a computer. So it's now's the time right. more than ever, I think, in the, in the history of our world, now's the time. Right. You know, you, you talk a lot in your book about your legacy, your why, and the importance of that and the importance of social media. I just threw three things in there that were... <laughs> So big and important. But you also talk about what which you were talking about just then, about how people don't want to sell themselves or don't want to put themselves out there. And that's something I think a lot of women and Colleen and I, our demographic, they face that, oh, you're not supposed to brag. Oh, look at her. She's cheating her own horn. Can you share mm -hmm. why really that is not the case? Yeah. I mean, I think we were sold a bill of goods long ago. You know, don't do that. And you'll be seen for the work that you do. And I think that's really important. Uh, but the world moves fast and people aren't oracles and they can't see who you are or what you have to offer because we can't read minds. You have to tell them. So part of building a brand is going, here are my values. Under each one of my values, I have stories versus saying, I'm the most intelligent person in the room. It's going, okay, really, I'm smart. I've been to this school. I've learned this. I have this certificate. This is the experience that I've had. And so when people need to know something about you, um, like when we work with clients, when it comes to this, you know, you've got your values. And then underneath, you've got about 10 stories that are yours, authentic to you, things you've lived through and learned. So you know how to tell that story with the right tone of voice while reading the person and going, are they buying in? Or are they not? Ooh, maybe I changed my body language while I'm telling this. So you learn how to read the room while also sharing pieces of yourself so you're not tooting your own horn. I think that's probably the number one thing that I've seen. I'm, I, I don't think I've ever had a man go, I don't want to toot my own horn. <laughs> it's always the women. I mean, yeah. you know, they're like, how do I, how do I share my story? Like, where do I need to put it? And, you know, women are going, well, I don't know if I should say that. I'm like, say it. but say it, say it the right way, choose the right time and weave it into your life and weave it into a story versus just saying it out loud. We all know the person who comes to the networking room and is like, here's my name, here's my number and here's what I do. And we all know that's not the right thing, but we, we can't be silent either. So the one of the biggest pieces of building a brand is learning how to share your story by writing them down, understanding what that boss, that manager, that colleague, what do they need to hear from you? Because you're already going, I know what that person values. Um, I don't share that I have four set kids and two kids with most people, but if I know that that's a place where I can bond, sure, I'm going to share that all day long. So part of leadership is going, I need to read the room, read the person, know what they think is important, and then share it. But that's really intentional. It takes a lot of time. But it's one of the most important things that everybody needs to be doing. And then how do you do that online? Because that's where people are, are networking now more than ever. LinkedIn is, 
I'm a LinkedIn bully. Everyone needs one. (laughs) Can you follow that up with social media and the importance of personal branding and the relationship to social media? Because I do think sometimes it can be overwhelming. You know, our kids are used to jumping on, but again, it's that fine line between trying to sell yourself, being authentic, because you can spot inauthenticity a mile away on social media. How do you incorporate social media into it? Yeah, I think the number one rule for social media, and Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this a lot, um, Gary V, he's, if you either love him or you hate him, and my disclaimer is he curses a ton, and um, but he's, he's amazing, and he's a social media guru for sure. <laughs> he's awesome. I love him. I've, I think I mentioned him 10 times in the book. My publisher finally said, maybe not mention Gary V again. I just, I think he's done a great job. The value piece is so important, and and he'll say it, I've said it, you know, you have to offer value. It isn't about sharing who you are. As you offer value, you weave your own story. And so, for instance, if you read a book that you love and you share it, not a lot of people read. You know, you think, because we surround ourselves with people like our, our you know, birds of a feather, but not everyone's reading. Um, so, if you read a really great book um, and you share that book and then you weave in four sentences on your LinkedIn post above the book to share a piece of your own thought or knowledge or, hey, I related in this way or, gosh, I did that in college at this school, right? You're not, you're not, you're not pushing your story. You're just sharing a narrative. But now people are like, okay, you were on the debate team. You've been working hard since you were 10 years old. You went to this school. It's a good brand. You know, you're, you share pieces and you kind of have a list that you tick off. Like over the next six months, these are the pieces of me I need to share. And it, you have to put them into a story where it sounds natural. If you read, you know, um, The Economist or you read Money Magazine or whatever, you're reading publications that people still deem worthy, unlike, you know, newspapers or whatever that sometimes they're like, oh, I don't know if that's real or not. You put it like, hey, I was reading a Forbes column. So you're tagging Forbes and they were talking about leadership today. And man, I love that because I just read this book by this important author who's not controversial. Um, and I And I felt that when I was, you know, 40 years old and I, you know, had this amazing promotion and then I worked with this amazing person. So again, it's all like, what do they need to know? How can I include these details in a story? And then you start to, you start to put that information out. I'm, I'm like three days a week. I'd like to say everybody should post once a day. Not everybody does that, especially if you're building your brand, you know, two to three times a week, you should try to do that. And then co-brand up. Uh, if I want someone to know that I know what I'm talking about and I have a study, I'm going to try to make sure Harvard has the study or Stanford or Chapel Hill. I went to San Diego State. We were like the number one party school. There's no value there for me at this point. I think Excel was marketing at the time. But if I want someone to know I'm smart, I'm going to co-brand with a brand that is a lot stronger and more well-known than mine so that mine starts to shift up and people go, I get it. I get what kind of world you're living in. Is that, oh, that's great. I, that. I that think that's great. great advice. That's great advice because, you know, Colleen and I, when we started this podcast, you know, we might have had our own personal social media pages, but the things yeah. that have happened with us since we have connected over social media and the people we have met, uh, the networking we've done, and really after even the networking, we have actually made really great friends through this, through the whole social social media and the menopause and midlife world, it's amazing, you know, where Love it's it. taken us. Yeah, for that, for that area. And then, you know, you were talking about reading. And I I was watching a video of you where you said to read um an hour every day or five hours a week. Mm-hmm. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? 
Yeah, it's the coolest thing. So I think I read it in a magazine and Mark Cuban was talking about it. There are people that do the five hour rule. Um, if you Google it, you'll find it. But, you know, everyone, many presidents on both sides, you know, you got Oprah, Mark Cuban, Buffett. They're reading as much as they can, like an hour a day, which is the five, you know, a, an hour a day, whether it's um, investment news or something that's building your mind. I'm, I always tell people if you're whatever city you're in, if they have a business journal, you're reading it, you know, you're going online and you're going, what's going on in the world so that you can relate to other people and not just have blinders on to your own industry or special specialization or division of a company. Um, you really need to know more in order to be prepared to bond. So, uh, you know, reading is so important. And oftentimes people are like, I don't have the time. I'm like, sure you do. You just, you'll do what's important. Just like working out. If it's important to you, you're going to do it. If it's not, you're not. Um, and that's, it's, it's hard, but if you get into the habit of it, it really does work. And then you're able to bond about crazy things. A woman, uh, who's on a corp, many corporate boards, she is just the coolest people I've ever met. She said she's on a corporate board in London for a huge company over there. And she said, I didn't really, I don't care about sports at all. I mean, just couldn't care less. I'm not athletic, never have been, couldn't care. But she knew everyone on the board was. And there was this team there, soccer team that everybody was behind. So she went in and she knew the stats. She knew the players. She knew who was getting recruited. I mean, she made it her mission um, and was able to bond and be in those conversations. So obviously know where you're going, read. Um, to be aware of what other people care about. And that's the other piece. Find out what they care about and get on the same page. What suggestions do you give your clients about creating, clarifying their message so it's almost like a tagline of this is what we're about, like to be clear and concise? That's it's so it's so hard. I think the idea of that is what, and this is the part that people, most of our clients hate in the beginning, especially if you're an executive, because you're going, it's all about my job. Um, it's what I do. I do this really well. And here's my title and here's my position. It's so much more than that position. It's what you do well and that gifting that you have. And how do you include that into sort of a brand statement? And so I've said now, and Gary Vee will say this too, over the past, since COVID, because if you weren't networked online during COVID, you lost so much opportunity. If you were, boy, you thrived. Um, and that, I mean, that's what we learned. And that's where clients came from. Like I'm networked inside my company. I'm not outside of it. Now I'm stuck. I'm like, I know you should have been on LinkedIn. Google loves LinkedIn. You need to, you need to be on it. But the idea that um, brand statements can be different on different platforms, but they can be fairly consistent. That's the thing. So what do you do better? Like, how do I tell people I'm a personal brand coach, but even more than that, in a couple of minutes after talking with you, I can go, this is probably where you're going wrong. How do you say that in a way? And I do nothing else right. If you ask the older kids, they'd be like, that's the only gift you got. I think that's all I have. I have all my eggs in that basket. You don't do anything else that well. So how do you say that in a way where people go, oh, I, I get it. So really it's that storytelling piece. So on a LinkedIn, um, bios are so important. The about is so important. And then the featured section, you have three things that people immediately see. And each one of those should have a different message about the gifting that you've got. Um, and because you're using like a social media app like that so much, your algorithm works for you if you post enough. So people will start seeing different pieces of you at different times. And the system works for you. LinkedIn's the best. Facebook's rough. But the system will work for you. And it'll start putting you in front of people that are looking for that gift that you've got. But you have to talk about more than just your work. Most people, like a COO at one company 
is not the same job description as a COO at another. I mean, it's like the one position where you're like that, that is not the, that is not consistent at all. Um, so being able to talk about what it is that you do, but the gifting that you have in that role is so, so important. Who does this well is I put him in the book, the CEO of tractor now, Hal Lawton. Um, he does this really well. He posts about, um, core values. When he does uh, talks and behind him, he's got the core values behind him. He takes pictures on site with people. He's doing selfies. Um, he is, you can see that his gifting is human beings, uh, much like Joe Scarlett, who was like four CEOs back, the gifting of connection, the gifting of bringing people up, the gifting of um, building people online, regardless of position. So that is, he, he leads people and he cares about his humans that are at the company more than he cares about the money and the money just seems to come. So being able to show that clear message um, is so much more important. I'd want to work for Hal and I don't even know, I don't even know what he like does on the daily for work. Um, however, as a human being, boy, it's gotta be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and no one's perfect, but you can tell he cares about people and values. So that's the idea. Consistency is so important. Best leaders in the world are those people leaders who believe that everyone has a gift, who believe that everyone was created for a reason. And that's, you know, those are the ones who are, are, are racing to the top. I mean, truly. It's hard though. It's hard to instill self-confidence. And sometimes you have to go through the process of building a brand or even sharing stories. And sometimes I'm pushing people out the door and they don't want to like share this story, share the story tomorrow, share this story with Jeff, because we know Jeff values X. So sometimes it's those little moments where Jeff then goes, I didn't know that about you. Are you kidding? Well, let me tell you about this opportunity. And maybe you want to be a part of this team that's doing this special project. And so people will come back and go, oh, I share that story. And it worked. And here's what I'm doing. And I'm like, I know. And then that confidence starts to build. But it's such a fear. I mean, we're so, it's so hard to share pieces of yourself. I get it. I totally get it. And it's probably why I did it. Just to go here. If you do it, you're not going to die. I'm still alive and I'm okay. <laughs> We could talk for endless times with you. And as a matter of fact, you are going to be on one of our panels in October for our conversations with Prime Women. We are very excited to have you on the Boss Ladies. So guys, make sure that you check out Forge by Fire, how to develop an unstoppable personal brand. Thank you, Mila. And we are looking forward to learning more in October. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So excited. Thank you so much, Mila, for being on our show today. That was so inspirational, such a great conversation. And her book, Forged by Fire, is a really great book. You can catch that on Amazon. And we will have all of those in the show notes, all of the information and links in our show notes. Forget to check us out on YouTube, Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. We have a channel over there. Bridget shares some of her style and beauty tips as well, but all of our episodes that we can have up there, we do. So check that out. Follow us on social media. Get ready. It's four weeks away from our event. We cannot believe it. We hope you, we will see you there. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.